Welcome to the Amplify Clearwater Show, powered by 13th Avenue Media. We are very excited to take you on a journey to learn more about the incredible businesses, nonprofits, and community leaders that are here in Clearwater and Clearwater Beach. If you feel so inclined, please share this with somebody who might also enjoy it, subscribe, and write a review. Thank you for joining us and enjoy the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Amplify Clearwater Show. I'm Sharon Feckety, I'm the owner of 13th Avenue Media and co-host of this fabulous show that we are putting on for you today, along with the president of Amplify Clearwater, Amanda Payne. Say hello to the audience, Amanda. Hello, everyone. <laughs> with her lovely background of Amplify Clearwater. If you are not watching on Facebook and you're listening on podcasts, you're missing out. So we are delighted today to have Tracy West, who is the director of the Valspar Tournament and also the president of the Copperhead Charities. Tracy West is a friend and somebody that I truly admire and I'm so grateful she is here in Tampa Bay. Welcome to the show. Well, Sharon, it's my pleasure and Amanda to be with you both and uh, really excited and hi everyone. <laughs> so before we get started, I wanna tell you a little story. So way back when Tracy first moved here to Tampa Bay, I heard her speak at the Working Women of Tampa Bay Conference. And I was like, oh, I have to know this woman because everybody in business tells me that I should golf, but I've never listened until I heard Tracy speak. So Tracy and I had a little chat and because I had this chat with Tracy, I said, okay, I'll golf. And then I golfed with our mutual friend, Ronice Barlow. Um, so my first experience was at the Benoit. My second experience was at Pamacia. I sucked both times and I haven't golfed since. But Tracy, I do agree. I think that golfing is important in business and especially for women. I'm just not good at it. Well, perhaps a little visit to the range for a while before you actually go out on the golf course might be in order. So I highly recommend some range time, some practice time. Make sure you can get off the tee and then maybe head out for nine holes and work your way up to 18 in a business setting. <laughs> and maybe don't golf with people that are good. Maybe that's something. Right? Well, you know, the surprising thing and what people are beginning golfers don't realize is we really actually don't care how you play. Like fellow people only really care about how they play. True. They just want you to play quickly. So just know the rules of the game and play fast. They don't care what you shoot. Golfers and the individual scoring sports, we only care what we shoot ourselves. <laughs> I did learn that. I did learn that for sure. But I will say that because of Tracy, I took her advice to heart and I got involved with the tournament, the Valspar tournament, and I volunteered for three days and it was really magical. I got to meet so many wonderful people. I got inspired by all that you do at the Valspar Tournament. I, I mean, really and truly, it really is not just a wonderful space because you're obviously surrounded by so much beauty and green, but you really get to develop great relationships. So Tracy, although I haven't been golfing on the reg, I have taken your advice and I go to the Valspar Executive Women's Luncheon every year since it started and since I met you. So thank you for all that you do for us women, especially. 
here in Tampa Bay. Well, well, you're most welcome. And, and we're, you know, we're just here to be a part of the community and not only from a large um, professional golf tournament standpoint for the overall Valspar Championship, but we were much more than just those four days of competition, right? We're really actually a nine day event now with all the different sub events we do, which one of them is our executive women's day. So we're happy to um, invite 300 women out each year uh, to be a part of that um, all day luncheon. And it's a great opportunity obviously a lot of fun speakers and panelists and so forth but you know you get to watch uh the pros practice rounds afterwards and, and maybe have a cocktail or two and it's a it's a really fun day for for the women that come out and and gives them a chance to be exposed um to Innisbrook and to the PGA Tour um and those pros that maybe they wouldn't if they didn't come out as part of an executive women's day yeah so um bear with us a moment gentlemen but really and truly, the other great part about Innisbrook and about Valspar and about the Women's Executive Luncheon is that Sheila Johnson is such a big part of. And who, you know, better to be that person to um, showcase what women in leadership and women in business can do and be than to own Innisbrook? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, she's one of the most accomplished women executives really in our country. Um, you know, her and her husband founded the BET Network back in the day. Um, and, you know, she parlayed that success um, into an ex extremely successful career in business, um, you know, with all the different resorts, um, not just in but, you know, uh, the different resorts that she owns and manages throughout the the country, um, as well as a lot of, um, she's got uh, significant ownership stakes in three professional sports teams as well. So she's she, she's the bomb. She is the bomb, the bomb.com. So Tracy, you've had a tough year. We've all had a tough year. Um, we talked for a moment before we hit record that our families are doing well, which is most important, our health. But I want to talk about, you know, as I mentioned, we were interviewing Amanda and I were interviewing um, James from Chichi Rodriguez. And we were talking about how on March 13th was his last fundraiser. And then the next day, everything shut down. And that was uh, when Valspar was about to happen. So can you just take us through a little bit what that was like and, and how you've all pivoted through all of this storm of a pandemic? Yeah, absolutely. You know, certainly it's uh, not an easy time to be in professional sports and as, as so many other industries. And we have great um, empathy, you know, for, for everyone in, in retail and restaurants and you know, all the tourism, um, all the industries that have been impacted, um, but pro sports is one of them, right? And anything with people, concerts, et cetera. Uh, so yeah, it was, we were completely built, ready to go. Um, you know, our tournament was that next week. Um, so the week prior to us on the schedule last year was the Players' Championship in Jacksonville. It's one of the majors on the PGA Tour. And um, certainly things, you know, with COVID were starting to happen and, you know, and no one really knew what was going on, but no one, we still planned on moving ahead. Um, and then really, I mean, the NBA was the, the first domino, the first card, um, you know, so, so when they, when they shut down, literally we were like, uh Oh, you know, and, and the next day um, it was really a whirlwind day. Um, you know, the PJ tour, you know, calling in the morning saying, Hey, you've got a plan for how are you going to take care of fans? Um, if, if someone shows up and they're they're sick or they become sick while they're while they're at their course, so we literally spent that entire day revamping our operations, working with Palm Harbor um, EMTs, Tampa General Hospital, our medical team, uh, et cetera, 
making plans for what, you know, an isolation area and what we would do and, and, and so forth. Um, and then literally it was um, about 7 p.m. that night, you know, and I let my team go and said, hey, go home, get some rest. Um, and I was still here answering emails because, you know, the phone's blowing up. And literally about nine o'clock, um, actually about 9.30, um, I get a text from the PGA Tour saying, you know, and we'd been in communication with them all day long. And they said, we need you on the phone um, in 10 minutes. And I was like, oh, okay, this is it. This isn't good. <laughs> this yeah. isn't a good sign. Um, and we literally got on the phone and they said, listen, you've got 10 minutes to call Valspar and let them know, but we're pulling the plug on the next um, three, uh, not only the players championship, but the next three tournaments. Um, so through up to the masters um, and literally 950 that night, they, they um, pulled the plug on everything. And then yeah, things just tailspinned you know, um, from there. And it was really, you know, as you might suspect, having to notify all our sponsors and Valspar and all our local sponsors and the hundreds of vendors we have and the, you know, tens of thousands of ticket holders we have and our volunteers. And it was pretty crazy. And then just, um, you know, we spent a couple months really just trying to figure out how we were financially not going to go under, um, quite frankly, um, because, you know, you had the entire tournament built um, in all your expenses, um, but yet, you know, we were refunding as much money, um, you know, to our ticket holders and then as much as we could, you know, to our local partners. And, um, but through really great support, you know, of this community, you know, the corporate partners, over 200 corporate partners that we had, um, help with from Valspar, help from the tour, you know, we were able to figure out how to, you know, minimize the loss. Um, yeah. We still had a loss, but to minimize it um, and, and make sure that we were going to be a viable entity as Copperhead Charities moving into the 2021 tournament this coming year. Yay. So we're, we're going to get to the good news, right? We're going to get there. Um, I, I just have to say that if, if you did not recommend that I um, get involved a little bit with Valspar just to taste and see what it was like, I would have no clue the amount of work that goes in <laughs> to that tournament, just the volunteers alone. See, I still have my, my Valspar visor. I love it. I wear it proudly. I like to have people think I play golf. Um, but really and truly, like, it's a massive, massive job. And, you know, seeing you pop in, in and out of the tents and making sure everything is working well and spending all of that time um, getting sponsors. Tracy, how did you do it? How did you navigate through this? Well, we have a tremendous team, you know, so there's 10 of us that work on this all year round. Um, you know, we always have about six, seven, eight interns, but really the backbone of the tournament is our Copperhead Charities organization. So the Copperhead Charities is the 501c3 that owns the tournament. So every PGA Tour tournament is owned by a 501c3. So they're considered the local host organization. So like the team owners would be in other sports. Um, and for our charity, we have a group called the Copperheads. Um, so it's over 200 business and civic leaders in this community in the Tampa Bay region that really roll up their sleeves and get involved in this tournament. So not only volunteering, but serving as ambassadors, having their companies support the event, um, et cetera. So certainly through their hard work all year round too. Um, and then the two, it takes 2000 volunteers uh, to put this tournament on. So we're, we are blessed and very grateful that we have so many people in this community recognize the value that the tournament brings, not only from, hey, 
it's a great, it's a pro sport. It's a great fun thing to have in the community, right? It raises the quality of life in Tampa Bay, you know, for, for, for a sports fan. But it's the charitable, you know, that this, that this tournament um, impact has, the economic impact um, that it has. And, and really through the broadcast on CBS and, and Golf Channel in over 225 countries, the tournament really drives a lot of recognition for the Tampa Bay region. Um, so, so we have a lot of volunteers that recognize all the good yes. that happens as a result of the tournament and they volunteer their time. Um, uh, some of them uh, just during tournament week, uh, but you know, several hundred of them leading into the tournament all year round, helping us plan logistics and so forth. So, so my hats off and deepest gratitude, you know, to all those people that help. Yeah, and they take it very seriously. I was very impressed. Everybody takes it very seriously. So, um, Amanda, I'm quite sure that you want to chat with Tracy as well. I know that your relationship with Amplify Clearwater, Tracy, must be phenom because Amplify Clearwater is phenom, and so is um, Amanda. So, Amanda, um, are you golfing? Oh goodness, I try. Um, so, I'm married to one of those people that are that is exceptional he's exceptional he played golf in high school and, and he just he is exceptional so um it's embarrassing to play with him but he's also very very patient i had the cutest video when we were talking to james so we were at chi chi's the, the driving range a couple of nights ago and the cutest video of him teaching my four-year-old you know put your hand flat now wrap it around the top of the you know the the, the club and have place his little thumbs and then JC just, I mean, leaps around in circles for five minutes after he's hit the ball. Like, he's so excited. So I have a feeling I have two little golfers on my hands for sure. So I'm going to have to get better quickly. Um, <laughs> in fact, I actually even tried to, to play when I was pregnant with him. And my doctor friend said, you have to work on your short game. You're no longer allowed to do anything but short game from now on. So, um, but, you know, really, truly didn't take it up until we moved to Florida. Because we, you know, just, it's an, it's, you have the option here, right, to practice. Golf is a game that you have to constantly work on. You can't not pick up a club for six months and still be good at it. It is a constant refinement of skill. And, do, and so, you know, unless you live, unless you're blessed enough to live kind of where we live um, or in an environment that allows you to constantly practice, um, you know, it's just not one of those. I like to be good. I'm so competitive. I like to be good at things. And so if I can't constantly practice and be good at it, I don't want to do it. <laughs> so I don't want to embarrass myself. Um, but, you know, Tracy has been, and I want to speak about Tracy specifically, she's been a part of Amplify's board from the beginning. She was a regional chamber board member and graciously agreed to be a part of the Amplify board and has been so supportive and so kind through this process. I am incredibly grateful for the board that I have and that I've had to work with throughout this pandemic and throughout this really this first year, because even without a pandemic, the first year of this organization and, and maybe the first you know, three to five years is going to be challenging, right? We knew that that's not merging two organizations together is never easy. Um, but you couple that with the pandemic and it just really compounds the, the uh, challenges that we face this year. And so Tracy is a part of, of my board and, and, and one of those that has just been incredibly gracious and kind and supportive. And I'm so grateful for both her and, and my, my other board members who've, who've been flexible and understanding and recognizing that we all have just adjusted as we could and did the best we could with what we knew. Um, and it's really, I, I'm very, I, I keep saying it, but I am very grateful for Tracy's leadership and, and the other board members as well. Well, thank you, Amanda. That's very kind. And um, we think you're doing a terrific job. As you said, uh, you've had a couple of different hurdles 
hard enough merging organizations, but to do it in this in in this environment, uh, everyone's very impressed. And and I'm just completely impressed with the Clearwater area, right? You know, all of Tampa Bay, but particularly Clearwater. Um, you know, I've only been here what six and a half years right now, um, coming down from Boston um, to 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 take uh, the the reins of the Valspar here and. Um, I, I just can't be more impressed with this area. Um, I can't be more impressed with um, the business community, how welcoming everybody is and has been. Um, I've moved m multiple, multiple times in my career. And I've always um, had the good graces of being involved in pro sports. So people naturally kind of gravitate, you know, towards that and are, are not welcoming, maybe then moving in just other areas of, of business and so forth. Um, but particularly here, um, you know, the, the businesses and business leaderships, um, you know, in Clearwater, um, St. Pete, this whole Pinellas County, um, really Tampa Bay. Um, I, it's impressive how hard people work, um, uh, but yet they, they know how to enjoy, you know, their time and, and have, um, you know, have a lot of fun. Um, but to just bring people into the community and, and get them involved in the networking, it's, it's been pretty impressive. I couldn't agree more. Tracy, let's talk about uh, moving into 2021. I know that we're all um, counting it down. I think we've been counting it down since St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> A little luck of the Irish, but no, it took us all the way to 2021 with the hopes of the vaccine that has just arrived and, um, you know, some getting back to business. Um, it's just seeing light at the end of the tunnel. What does it look like um, at Valspar and Copperhead? What, is the, what do things look like for next year? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're cautiously optimistic, I think is, you know, the, the, the way to phrase it, right? Um, we, were, we were fortunate that the PGA Tour was, you know, the, really the first professional sport kind of back up if you will, um, and, and, but it wasn't normal. I mean, we were back up playing competitions on television, so people thought everything was normal, well, it's not right. I mean, we didn't have fans and, and pro-ams and, and all the, the economic drivers that that you need to make this work. So, so throughout the summer and the fall, things have been very, very different, difficult and different um, on the, on the PGA Tour. With that said, we have great um, you know, news and, and cautiously optimistic for, for this coming 2021. First and foremost, we're six weeks later than we normally are. So the tournament's normally held in March. And this year will be the last week of April, first two days of May. So April 26th through May 2nd. So that buys us more time. And I know it sounds silly. It's, it, quote, it's only six weeks, right? But we all know in the world we live in right now, six weeks, you know, makes a, it can make a world of difference on where we're at in this country, particularly right now, you know, with the vaccine just getting started and so forth. So what things look like in March, for example, on the PJ tour and what things will look like for us in April will hopefully be vastly different. So, um, so the tour, the PGA Tour will start to have some fans, um, a few fa little limited fans in the January, February timeframe, pretty limited. Um, and then they'll start to pick up in March. We definitely expect, you know, to have a good, a good crowd here. Now with that said, we're gonna, you know, obviously health and safety is first and foremost. Yes. Um, we're not gonna be our normal size. I mean, that's, you know, that's just not going to happen, right? Um, you know, we're not going to have, you know, everybody that wants to buy a ticket in Tampa Bay be able to purchase a ticket. Um, so what we don't know yet is how many um, fans, but we're, but we're confident that we're going to welcome fans back, um, that, you know, a lot of our corporate 
partners will be um, able to be involved um, that will be doing our pro-ams, which is basically like running, you know, mini charity golf tournaments. And, 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 and that's happening. You know, the great thing about golf is people feel pretty darn safe playing golf right now, right? It's outside, it's, you know, it's, it's protected, you know, so, so we'll definitely do our pro-ams. Um, but then there's certain parts of the tournament we know we're not going to do. You know, we're, we're not going to host our 5K run that we normally do. We're not going to have autograph alleys and autograph zones where the players are going to sign autographs for fans. I, you know, that obviously won't happen. We won't have a family fun zone. So basically what we're doing is trying to take a look at every part of the tournament and what, what can we still do and what do we feel we can still do in a safe manner and then determine, okay, how many people can we have? And as things progress in March and April, we'll scale up more and more. Um, so depending upon, you know, how things go from a country standpoint in this region, you know, we'll scale up. So, so stay tuned for how many people we can have. And, and, and we um, haven't gone on sale with tickets. We normally do in the fall, uh, but we haven't yet. We probably won't go on um, sale with tickets until February, March, you know, timeframe until we have a better idea of how many people we can welcome here. But the good news is the tournament's going to happen and there's going to be people out here. Yes, that is good news. Um, so Amanda and I have, um, since the start of the show, we've had many discussions about the silver lining and, and the reason we wanted to start this show was to be able to amplify businesses and amplify um, tournaments such as yours. So we want to know what we as a community can do to help. Yeah, so, and we do need help, right? You know, especially because there's going to be, you know, we have a lot of old, older volunteers that might not feel comfortable volunteering. So we know we're gonna be, we won't have our normal volunteer for. Um, so first and foremost, the community can absolutely help us if they feel comfortable and feel comfortable being part of this tournament, we're going to need more volunteers than we normally would. Um, usually us filling those positions isn't that tough, right? I mean, it's a pretty fun thing to do. Yeah. Uh, so, but we're going to need the community to step up and, and help us, you know, with, with volunteering at the event, because we still, no matter how many fans we have, um, we still have to, the guts of the operation, you know, the scoring, the marshalling, the, everything that needs to be done, you know, to put on the pro tournament, we still need those folks. Um, so, so the community can definitely help from that standpoint. Um, certainly, you know, we, we hope we are a sellout and we truly believe we will be a sellout because there will be a limited number of tickets. Um, but then watch, watch. I mean, ratings are, you know, really important and, and we'll be on CBS this year instead of NBC. So, you know, so if you can't be out, then, you know, then tune in and watch. Um, and we're looking at things um, for ways to people to be involved. We're, we're going to do a Facebook Live series um, where each morning and, and evening from the tournament, we're going to have um, Gary Cope uh, from NBC. So even though we're on CBS, we're going to have Gary Cope from MB NBC post that so people can tune in and watch and you know preview the day and then watch it um you know get the highlights afterwards with with gary um we might be doing some watch parties um throughout the community so more to come on that uh so you know, get involved in some way in supporting the organization and then lastly i would say from a charitable perspective um you know we're certainly we're going to leading into tournament do a drive to still try and build a house for habitat so we'll be announcing that on our social media so hopefully people can donate um so we can still build a valspar championship you know copperhead charities uh habitat home in pinellas 
um, as well as um, other charitable efforts. Uh, and we have a lot of charities in the community that are out taking donations as part of our Broody's program. So if, if you get asked to make a, a pledge for a charitable organization based upon the number of birdies the PGA Tour players make, participate. So there's there's definitely a lot of ways and follow us on social media. So there's a lot of ways people can get involved. We certainly will. So I have another question for you, Tracy West. What has 2020 taught you? Oh, goodness. Um, uh, probably with everyone being uh, uh, flexibility. <laughs> I mean, I thought I was a pretty flexible person before, um, but I was also a pretty, you know, uh, uh, my type A, you know, sort of drive, you know, sort of planner, uh, you know, sort, sort of gal. Um, uh, so even being more flexible than I, than I had been before and that everything um, isn't under my, uh, or my team's control anymore. So, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of control. Uh, I've I had to uh, give up my control freakness a little bit. <laughs> I love it. I understand that very well. Uh, I think Amanda can identify with the same. <laughs> so um, I appreciate you. I, I want to make sure that I, I say how proud I am to have a woman such as yourself in the position that you are, being that example for all of us that there really isn't anything that you can't accomplish if you just do the work and you give back, especially to your own community. So thank you for all that you do. Um, certainly does not go unnoticed in my world that this is a, a serious undertaking and about the business world that we are in, you know, our community. This only helps us when these tournaments are successful because it really does shine that light here on us, um, Tampa Bay, Amplify Clearwater. So thank you for all that you do. We appreciate you so much. Well, thank you guys so much. And again, thank you so much to the Clearwater business community and the Clearwater community at large. And we're just honored to be a part of it. Thank you, Tracy. Four. <laughs>